So the second reason that we pursue bullseye living is this key point number two, bullseye living makes my decisions clearer. When we live in such a way that we make God and his purposes, our priority, our number one focus, then it makes our decisions clearer or easier. Let's go back to our focal passage, Proverbs chapter one. Let's look at verses two through five. It says to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So if we focus on what God is teaching us through his word, it really is like getting answers to a test before you've taken it. Uh, you know, you, you know, a test that's coming up and it's like, here's the answers. Um, I have, I've said this statement many, many times throughout my years of ministry, and I've taught this principle for many years. And here's what it is. If you're given good information, you can make good decisions. If you're given good information, you can make good decisions. If you're given bad information, you will make bad decisions. If you don't have any information, it's like flipping a coin. You don't know if you're going to make a good or a bad decision. Now think about that for a moment. If you're given good information, you can make a good decision. Doesn't mean that you will, but at least you have good information and you can make a good decision based upon good information. However, if you're given bad information, you're going to make a bad decision because the information that you have been given is bad. And then if you don't have any information at all, then that's like flipping a coin. So I want you to hear this. God's word is good information. God's word is good information. Therefore, you can make good decisions. Doesn't mean you will, but you can. So if you want to make good decisions in your life, if you desire wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, then we have to spend time in God's word. And when we spend time in God's word, it will help us make better decisions. Think of it this way. You want to see justice in the world? Then spend time in God's word. Do you want to see equity in the world? Then spend time in God's word. I don't want you to miss this. This is so important to the whole thing. When we pursue these things, again, think, think back to that bullseye. Think back, you know, you, you've got this picture of a bullseye. And, you know, the, the, this, uh, you've got the whole, the whole target in mind. And you've got all these things, all these concentric circles. Right there in the middle is the bullseye. But I want you to consider this. If we pursue things like justice and judgment and equity, all of, all of which are good things, but we pursue those things apart from the Lord. And then those things become our goal or those things become our bullseye. Then what are we doing? We're actually missing the mark. In other words, if we have this target before us 
and the bullseye is to pursue the Lord and his purposes and to follow after him. But instead we get sidetracked and we go, justice is a good thing. I'm going to pursue justice. Judgment is a good thing. I'm going to pursue judgment. Equity is a good thing. I'm going to pursue equity. And what we do is we pursue those things without putting God first, or that we pursue those things as our bullseye. Then we are actually missing the mark. We're not hitting the bullseye. In other words, the very things that the world desires are within God's plan for bullseye living. There are a lot of people in the world who want justice and judgment and equity. And I understand that. Our problem is that we think that we can, uh, we can achieve those things and we can pursue those things without the need of God. We think we can pursue equity and leave God out of the equation. We think we can pursue justice and leave God out of the equation. Those things become our goal, and in so doing, we miss the bullseye. So again, what is bullseye living? Bullseye living is pursuing the Lord in such a way that his purposes become our highest priority, that he and his purposes for our life. When we just simply pursue these things, even as good as they are, we're actually missing the mark. And then the third reason to pursue bullseye living is this. Key point number three. Bullseye living is about a relationship, not a rigid set of rules. So let's go back to our focal passage. We'll look at verses eight and nine. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law. And that word law is significant. We're going we're gonna to unpack that a little bit here. It means teaching of your mother. For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. So let me show you something that I noticed um, in, my, in my studies this week. The Hebrew word for Torah, T-O-R-A-H, is usually translated into English as law. Uh, we often refer to the first five books of the Bible as the Torah, right? Uh, that's the, the law of Moses, the Torah of Moses. Sometimes we'll, we'll call it the Pentateuch. That's the Greek uh, version. But the, the Hebrew word, uh, the Pentateuch is the Greek word. Hebrew, the Hebrew word is Torah, and it literally means law. So when we use the word law, especially in English, we assume certain ideas and meanings that are not necessarily present in the Hebrew. I mean, we have these ideas when we think of law, we think of the courtroom, we think of all the different aspects that, that, that fit into our thinking of what the law looks like. But the root of the word Torah is actually an archery term. And it means to flow or throw something for the purpose of hitting the mark. In other words, just like an arrow from an archer's bow, uh, it, its purpose of the Torah is to flow or to be thrown in such a way as to hit the bullseye. The Hebrew language can literally change one letter, two letters to a root word and create a noun uh, from a verb. So instead of, instead of uh, Torah, you can change it to Morah, and it's the one who does the throwing. Uh, but here's the idea. 
Uh, it's an archery term, and it means to hit the mark, the Torah. It means to hit the mark. When we read Proverbs 1.8, my son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the Torah of your mother. It is, it's giving us this, this idea and it, uh, of saying that she is, she is helping you hit the mark. She wants you to hit the mark with your life. She wants you to have bullseye living. Your mother is, is, wants you to have a Torah. She wants you to have instruction or law that is, that is going to be beneficial for your life. So Proverbs 3.1 says this, My son, do not forget my Torah, but let, my, let your heart keep my commands. So what exactly are they talking about? So the idea is this, the teachings, uh, the Torah of your parents in the, Hebrew, uh, in, the, in the Hebrew lifestyle, the idea is that they would have a set of instructions from their father and from the mother to their children. And violation of these instructions were to be disciplined in order to foster obedience and to train the children. Uh, the purpose of a parent's Torah is to teach the children how to become mature. They want, they want to help them uh, mature in their faith. They want to help them mature in living. So here's what the parents would do. This is what the Hebrew parents would do. If the Torah is violated out of disrespect or defiant disobedience, then the child would be punished. But if the child desired to follow the instructions out of a loving uh, obedience, but actually ends up failing or falls short of expectations, the child then is not punished, but rather commended for the effort and counseled on how to perform the instructions better next time. In other words, if they're just defiant, think about the kid that you know, you're taking them out, you're trying to show, show them how to shoot a bow and arrow. And the kid that throws the tantrum and just you know, throws, the, throws the bow and arrow down or breaks the arrow and throws it, that's throwing the tantrum. That's defiance, that's disobedience. That is uh, that, that violation of defiant disrespect and disobedience. As opposed to the kid who is genuinely trying but they don't hit the mark, they miss it. Uh, both of them miss the mark, right? But one requires discipline and the other one requires additional instruction. That's the idea of the Hebrews Torah. The, when, when a parent says, we have a Torah, we have instruction that we want to give to you and we think it's gonna look good on you. We think that it will be like a necklace around your neck. We think that it is going to be something that you can embrace and it's going to help you live a better life. And I, I wonder this, and I believe this to be true. What if God's Torah is more than a strict set of rules to be obeyed, but rather the instructions of a loving father who says, listen, I know that you're going to be striving to hit this bullseye. I just don't want you to be defiant. I don't want you to be breaking the arrows and throwing them down at a tantrum. I want you to genuinely try. And as you genuinely try, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'm going to give you some instruction. Because one who knows, um, 
that we're going to, you know, God knows that we're going to make mistakes. He knows that we're going to fall short. But he is interested in our maturity. He wants to help us to, to grow and not live a life of missing the mark or worse, not living a life of defiance and disobedience. In fact, this is what the Apostle Paul was teaching in Galatians chapter 3, verse 24. It says, therefore, the law or the Torah was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. In other words, the Apostle Paul was acknowledging that the Torah is more than just a rigid set of rules. It is actually teaching instruction. It's something to help us to hit the mark. So God has a plan, and he has a purpose for your life. And interestingly, the Hebrew word for, for sin actually means to miss the mark. So we have the Torah, which is to hit the mark. It's the bullseye. It's what we're after. It's what we desire, to live life in such a way that it is, is putting God first, that he, he is our highest priority, and his purposes are supreme in our life. And then we have this idea of sin, and the Hebrew word there means to miss the mark. So over the next few weeks, what we really want to do is we want to search the scriptures, and we want to discover how can we rid ourselves of the things that slow us down in our pursuit of godliness. And as Christians, we must desire and pursue bullseye living, to live life in such a way that God and His purposes are our highest priority. One last thought, and then we'll pray together. Bullseye living gives your life purpose.